This week, Mostly Technical is brought to you by Lara Jobs, the official Laravel job board and Hello Query, which lets you empower your customers to build your own reports. Now, here's Ian and Aaron. Hello. Good morning, sir. How are we doing? Great. How's it going with you? Big week? Good. Big week. Big week. Um, yeah, glad it's over. It went it went well. <laughs> it went well, but I I took you know, I took the whole weekend to not work, which just, you know? Wow. Crazy concept, right? Yes, very crazy. I could get I could get used to that. There should Rewarding be a whole, yourself. There should be a whole society built around that notion that you work <laughs> for a little while and then you rest for a little while. That's really interesting. We're inventing whole new concepts here. I know. <laughs> I know. Um, yeah, it was great. Last the, you know, last week screencasting.com launched and it was just uh a lot of work a whole lot of work leading yeah. right up there to the very end um i ended up so you know i told you i i ended up re-recording a bunch of stuff because mm-hmm. i didn't think it was good enough super glad i did but that meant so i decided i was launching on wednesday and i decided on friday night that everything needed to be re-recorded. Oh, well, I and... didn't realize it was that that <laughs> recently. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh yeah. All right. Oh yeah. So I looked at it all on Friday night and was like, great, I've got, you know, 10 more videos to do. And then realized, no, this is all terrible. I've got like 50 more videos to do. Oh my gosh. And so yeah. So Friday night, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday nights were all 2 30 a.m. nights. Wow. Tuesday night was a 5.30 a.m. night, which hasn't Crazy. happened in, yeah, hasn't happened straight through in, in many, many, many years. Um, but it was it was weird because, you know, there have been projects recently that I've been working on where I feel like it's such a slog and it's such a drain. And this was just totally different. I was just cruising. Uh, I was like, this is good. I'm <laughs> I'm happy. This is what I need to be doing. This is working. This is going to pay off. And so I just kept going. But, you know, at some point your body's like, I don't care how happy you are. You got to right. go to bed, man. <laughs> Especially when you're now were you actually recording. You were editing. Yeah, I recorded, you know, I recorded as late as late as I could. But then at some point, the words, the words, the words just don't come out. Right. And so I, I switched over to editing at that point. And then there's the whole like. All right, now you got to upload everything to Vimeo and you got to tie all the Vimeo IDs into the website. And so there was still a lot to be done um, even after I finished. Oh, man. Yeah. So did you redo everything you wanted to redo or you had to go with some stuff? Wow. No, everything, everything that was done, I redid. There are a few videos near near the very end that I still need to do. Um, and so there, there are some there are like maybe three, four, five placeholders at the very end that are like, hey, thanks for your early support. I still have to finish this video. I'll email you when it's done. Right. Um, and that's what you know, I, that was the last video I recorded because I thought I'm not going to make it. And so I just recorded like a, you know, a 45 second thing that was like, I didn't make it. Um, right. So, yeah, but, you know, I got I got the bulk of the material done there those few things and the extra last modules that still need to be finished. Um, but I did it. Got it done. That's crazy. Cause I, I think we talked a couple weeks ago and seemed like you were on cruise control. Cause you were like, Hey, the videos have been done and everything's set. And yep. 
and then uh, have to go back in there. And not like coding too, where you're like, okay, you're just like in your dungeon coding like this. You have to be, you know, yeah. you're on camera. You have to be, be a little on. more alert and on. A little more energetic. Happy. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. I would not do it this way again. That's that's for sure. <laughs> that's so for did you sure. have it all scripted though? And like, were you able to just go through it again? Or the second was part was the, the second time was a lot easier um, because yeah. I could just watch the first ones back and basically right. say the same thing. Um, yeah. And it was also easier because I had already edited in like the like the screen part of it. And so in some mm -hmm. videos, I oh, didn't true. have to even redo some of that. Like I didn't have to redo right. like the animations flying in and that um, that kind of stuff. So it was a whole lot easier the second time. It was just the the sheer amount of material that needed to be re-recorded was was pretty high. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah. So how was the launch? So did you sell what you thought you'd sell? What's been the reaction? Um, yeah. So the launch, the launch went really really well i'm i'm happy with uh i'm happy with how much we sold um i don't know if i should say it or not no it's it's up to you i don't think you have to say but if you want to say just if it met your expectations or above okay. or below yeah i don't know well i'll sit on it because once it's out there i can't i can't take it right. back and i haven't thought about <laughs> it so i'm gonna i'm gonna sit on it um it met the it met the minimum expectations that i had so I okay. told my wife a certain number. I was like, if it does this, I'll be happy. If it does okay, less than right. that, I'll be sad. And right. it got to the happy level. Um, okay, great. So that's good. It didn't yeah. get to the, it didn't get to the uh, Adam Wathen, like I made, you know, a hundred thousand dollars. I'm going to quit my job level. You're independently um, wealthy. No, 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 right. no. <laughs> um, so it did, it did really well. And mm. I'm very, very pleased. One, I'm I'm pleased with the, you know, the US dollars. That's a, a great thing. I'm yep. more pleased with the fact that people have already watched it all the way through I and saw said doing that. Yeah. And said That's that it was crazy. really, really helpful and really valuable yeah. and recommending that other people go buy it. That is just like because I, I think I told you last week I was watching it all back and I was like, this is really good. I'm proud of this. But even still even still you put it out there and you're like, it's going to, it's going to encounter people. And what, right. what are people going to say <laughs> about it? Yep. And to see, to see people that many of whom I know and respect, like say, yeah, I actually watched it and it's actually very, very good. And you should buy it too. It's like, yeah. Oh, what a relief. <laughs> so that feels, that's honestly the best part. Um, because I think that means that like I've done something that not only I think is valuable, but like the market thinks yeah. is valuable, which means I can continue to push this further and further. Um, and I think it could be a long term durable asset. So really, really happy with how it went. That's great. Um, yeah, I yeah. think that's the key thing with this. I feel like it's this especially. I mean, you see so many, I don't know, I've seen so many of these content things over the years, right, where it's very common to just have the big spike at launch um, and then pretty much they don't sell a lot after that it seems yeah. like um i mean some people i know for sure that's the case and other ones it kind of seems that way so i think with this since it is so applicable to so many different people i think that's the key is just like now you just gotta now it's a business right like now you have right. to run it like a business and you have this asset but you have to run it like a business find customers market to yep. them convert them and then you know can sell so much more and not maybe fall into that trap of like 
you had the big spike and now the second month is kind of weak because obviously like you've mm-hmm. gone through your mailing list and all those things you had, you know, pre-done. And so uh, then you can lose momentum and stuff there. But I think if you keep up the momentum with this, I don't see why you can't keep selling it for a very long yeah. time. Yeah, that's my hope. And my hope is also that as I, I feel like this may be particularly high on word of mouth or recommendations. And I hope as mm-hmm. more people watch it, they recommend it to other people because I feel like these circles, the circles of people that watch this kind of thing or want to do this kind of thing, they run around together. Like they're pretty tight right. circles. And I'm so I'm hoping that, you know, as people take this course and produce content, the word of mouth continues to grow. Um, and that that's a big hope of mine. And then I am furiously trying to go through and like clean up all of the video descriptions that sit below the videos because mm-hmm. I think there's a ton of rich SEO value there. Yeah. Um, and so that'll be like the initial seed. And then I will do, I'll do some long form content basically of like, what is a screencast, how to record a screencast. Right. Um, and of course at the end it'll say like, just watch this course, like buy this course. But right. I think it'll be, I think it'll be really good SEO content to play off of the domain authority and then have like the super duper top of funnel. How do you record a screencast kind of content? Yeah, um, for sure. So, and I hope, uh, I hope also over the long term that affiliates become a bigger thing mm. because it's a, you know, it's a pretty, it's a not a high ticket, but it's a, it's a medium ticket item. You know, if you right. sell something for $300 and you as the affiliate get 30% of that, like, just for putting the link on your website or sending it to your mailing list or whatever. Yeah. So I hope over time those step up a little bit. Yeah. I think there could be some other avenues along those lines too, or even just like, I know, I think convert has like a way you can advertise in other people's newsletters and things like that. Um, I don't That's know if some of the point. other mail providers have that, like you can maybe try some things like that. Um, yeah. I think overcast used to have a thing. I don't know if he still runs it where like you could advertise around different podcasts and things or like, I, I don't know. There's like different, you know, could you advertise uh, through one of the networks on, yeah, you know, screen, video related podcasts and things. I don't know. There might be some stuff like that to try, but uh, yeah. And then can you build up the word of mouth? I don't know. Can you come up with an incentive for people to talk about it too, beyond just even the money, like even mm. just um, sharing somehow you share something back if they share you or, you know, I don't know, something like that. Like you kind of share yeah. your audience in some way. I don't know. There's probably something there, but, uh, or if they make a test video, you mm. do something with that. Or, I mean, obviously the teardowns are kind of similar because if you tear mm-hmm. down somebody test video, they're likely to then share that you did that and things like that. So mm-hmm. yeah, this is, possibilities. Um, this is the fun part. I think, right. Like, now we get to, you know, we get to figure out, all right, we've got the thing done. Right. Now, how do we, how do we push it out even further? And I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited about this part, which is a good, I think a good sign for me to be like, hey, I did the, you know, I did the body of work part, which is usually the part that I like the most. Right. And historically, that's the part where it's like, I do a bunch of coding and then it's done and I'm like, ah. Well, what do you want to code next? Let's move on. And with this one, I enjoyed the body of work production. Mm -hmm. Like I enjoyed that part, but now I'm also excited to do the next part. And that feels, that feels a little bit new and a lot of bit encouraging to think, all right, this one, this one's got legs. 
yeah yeah keep up that business momentum and yeah um, yeah just really put it in that mindset of it's it's a business and you're marketing it and yeah i mean that's a really amazing part of it right is there's not going to be a lot of unlike software right it's not going to be a lot of feature requests most likely nope. you know i mean occasionally somebody might have a question that spurs you to add a video or whatever but it shouldn't be you know the endless onslaught of why doesn't it do xyz yeah. and all those things and so you can kind of just have that bam this is a, it's it's done here's a thing that is complete mm -hmm. like what an amazing Imagine feeling that. right yeah. and then uh and then now how do i just roll it out to the whole world because there's a lot of people out there who want to make videos and and, uh, and the great part about people asking for a new video is i could make a new video and then email the entire list and say i made a new video and i guarantee you some small percentage will convert to to buying sure. the course like, it's course, a great yeah. excuse to email them and say, like, right. hey, the thing you bought has become more valuable. And also, if you haven't bought yet, look, I continue to make it more valuable. Yep. So, yeah, I think that's going to be a good thing. Yeah, or even break and breaking these down into, like, you know, short videos or can you, mm -hmm. like, get TikTok rolling and YouTube shorts mm -hmm. and can you take 30 seconds and pull out one useful part of a 10-minute video, you know, and uh, start to build up that maybe a bit. And you yep. obviously you're working on your YouTube channel in general and mm -hmm. all that. So, um, yeah, it's all, it's all working. All right. Well, that the, sounds the good. The content empire out. grows. I love it. We're here for the beginning of it. So we can I watch it empire. rise. A little, little foundation <laughs> reference there. Uh, yeah, but those late nights, I, I, the, I don't know. I stayed up all night, uh, three or four weeks ago for the first time in a very, very you're long time. You're still doing it? In like 10 years, not coding. I was playing poker. I could never do oh, it. Okay, I could never do it working now at this All point. Right, I, I, I will allow this. It was poker, but, uh, but yeah, it killed me the next day. I was like, oh, I think, I think my days of up all night are past, but, uh, yes, and if, as long as you got to sleep at five 30, that's okay. See up to five 30 and then you get like three or four hours. No problem. Yeah. But up to five 30 and then like get ready for work and go to work. Oh, harder. hell no, no way. Yeah. yeah I, I cruised into the bedroom at five 30 and I woke up and it was super bright in the room. And I was like, wait, Where this doesn't I? feel like 7 AM. <laughs> and my wife had let me sleep in and it was like eight yeah. fifteen or something. Um, yeah. We got so, a few hours, got a few hours and put in, put in the old eye drops and hit it again and right. made it work. There you go. Sometimes yeah. you got to do it. Sometimes you got to do it. Don't recommend it for anyone else, of course, you know, <laughs> yeah. work-life balance or whatever. But yeah, sometimes you got to do it. Uh, some, yeah, crunch time. Crunch time, you got to put in the hours. That's how it goes. Yep. Um, now you'll be able to dial it in a little bit, at least. And marketing stuff sometimes, a little more about thinking and planning. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's obviously executing, yeah. but usually not going to be quite on this level of you're up till five in the morning too often hopefully and for the record last night i was in bed at like 905 wow, so look at this guy it, yeah we, we, you know we bounce we bounce back it's fine yeah when when are the the uh, new set of babies coming the new set comes end of november oh yeah Man, that's even that's even closer than i thought okay you're so telling me imagine how i Man. feel <laughs> I, I feel i feel scared and i'm yeah. not even you i know i know <laughs> Yeah. Oh baby! All right. Well, you got this out. At least you got this done. Mm -hmm. You got the other stuff going. So I mean, I think you know you're in a good spot here. I mean, as good as you're going to be, considering yeah. all you're as trying to do. As good as one and... can be uh, <laughs> when you have two year old twins and you're expecting twins, and you have a full time job and you're trying to do other stuff. 
Yeah. yeah. That's about yeah, as good. Okay. Doing yeah. as good as anyone in that situation can do. I agree. Oh, baby. November. Yeah. All right. Well, here's hoping the big key, the key to this whole situation is these new babies, their, their personalities, right? Like, it's all about yes. the personality. Like, if these babies are solid babies and they're getting, you know, even like the three or four hours of sleep in the beginning, ah, you'll be fine. Like, it's no problem. Yeah. You know, if they're tough babies, yeah, you know. That would be unfortunate. Yeah. <laughs> we, may not, we may not see you for a while. Yeah, it's, but, not, uh, it's not gonna be great. Yeah, we, we really ones? we really need them to be good babies. If they're yeah. if they're you know terrible little weaklings, that's gonna be trouble. Uh, but if they're good, strong, solid sleepers. <laughs> the first ones were fine. The first ones okay. were sleeping through the night, like probably at uh three months. Oh, yeah, so that's that's good. So That's I great. think we'll make it. Yeah, I think yeah. we'll make it. Um, the first one of the one things, good. one of the things that is like, I I've never had a single child. I've only had twins, and right. so <laughs> but don't super know. But I think one of the things that we were real big on was both twins do everything all the time at the same time. Yeah. And so every nap, you know, if sister doesn't sleep, well, sorry, brother, we're all we're all waking up. Right. And like everybody goes to sleep at the same time. Everybody wakes up. Everybody eats food. And my wife was super good about getting them on the same schedule because, you know, they divide and conquer otherwise and we'd be hosed. Right. So I think, you know, I think I am optimistic that we will be able to um, get them on the same schedule and get them sleeping. So, yeah. We'll That's see. A big key. We'll see how yeah. it goes. Uh, we're excited to hear back on that too. This is, yeah. this is like as exciting or more than screencast.com. <laughs> I want to hear how this twins launch goes. Uh, yeah. It's going to be great. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of what is, is it? Is it Schadenfreude where you delight in other people's misfortunes? <laughs> there might, there might be a lot of that on this in the next, you know, season uh, of no, mostly technical pod. All my kids were not uh, very good. The first one was all absolutely horrific sleeper. And then the other two were just okay. But see, unlike the twins, like we would try to play that game too. But the first one was like four years older than the second one. Yeah. The second one's two years older than the third one. So they're just in very different places. And we're like, please go down for a nap. But the four-year-old doesn't want a nap. The yep. two-year-old wants, you know, it was impossible. So we were, it was chaos. But um, yep. so, yeah. So if you can get them all dialed in. Uh, yeah. Have you, do you have uh helper plans like do you have a, we do uh, we lock those down along the okay. day we found out so we have um are you familiar with the concept of night nurses i am so we have a In night general. nurse coming okay. so the Ooh. night nurse is there there's an agency that provides night nurses and yeah. they are um traditionally I, I can't speak in absolutes but traditionally they are like early childhood development nurses Mm -hmm. who no longer work in like hospitals or anything like that. And what they do is they come at like 10 PM to your house and stay up all night to like help with the babies. Why did I never do this? um, Listen, some people I, I have heard and there's absolutely no judgment here. If you have the money for it, do it. I have heard that some people do this for their first and only child. They'll get a night nurse to like watch it throughout the night. Right. And I'm like, that's amazing. That's I should incredible. have done that. Yes. I'm telling you, I'm very upset. I didn't do yes. that. Yes. So we had a night nurse for the first set of twins and yeah. she just like fully saved our lives. Oh, that's huge. And so for the first two weeks, we had her come every single night And so she would show up at 10 and then leave at like 6 Mm a.m. And basically what that allows for is overnight, 
it's, you know, it's nice to have somebody like there and watching over them, but it's even better to not have to think. So when they right. get there at 9.30 or 10, you can say like, this is the schedule. You know, they're going to eat at 3 a.m. or whatever. Come wake me up. Bring me one of the children and bring me a bottle of food and I will feed one and you feed the other. Yeah. But I'm going to go to sleep until then. Right. <laughs> and so it's nice to know, like, I can put in my earplugs, I can put on my yeah. eye mask and the night nurse is going to handle anything that goes wrong. And when it's time to, like, do my part, she's going to come wake me up and hand me a baby. I'll help and then I'll hand the baby back. Yeah. No, it's that's huge because they always cry. There's a cry. You get up, yes. whatever. It's nothing. You got to go back to sleep. You can't go back to sleep. Like the whole yep. thing. Like, yeah. Being wrecked. And that's the thing. But then the next day you're actually reasonable. Yes. You're not like freaking out on the kids and on everybody else. Um, yep. So, yeah, especially when you're going to have the toddlers running around, too. So you're going to have to be on your at least, you know, C game to manage yes, the, uh, exactly. the rest of the team. So, yep. Yep. So we we have the night nurse that's going to so come how long, for how long are you yeah, going with that? I think we're doing the same deal. I think we're doing okay. every night for two weeks straight, mm-hmm. just in the very beginning. Yeah. Um, and then I think we switch to every other night for like maybe six weeks or something nice. like that. Like and that this. just that just gives you a little bit of boost throughout the week. Um, right. Because you know we her our first one was named Kelly, and we'd always be like, "Is tonight a Kelly night?" Tonight's a Kelly night, right? <laughs> right. And, so you know, glorious. it's just, oh, it's the best nights ever because, you know, somebody's going to help. Um, so I think that's what we're doing is is six weeks um, after the, the solid two weeks. And then if if you can believe it, um, we're getting an au pair as well. I was, that was going to be my next question. You need yeah. the au pair. You Gotta need to have pair. the au pair. I never so, did that either. We always cobbled it together with like. You just raised your own children, Ian. Yeah, what are you doing? It, this no, I do not recommend this. Yeah. I do not recommend it. Don't. I cannot do it. believe this. Don't raise your own children and don't hobble together help because we spent more money hobbling together yes. help than just hiring an au pair. And you know it's way worse because they're like leaving or they're delinquents and whatever and so yep. like you just always you're literally just having like an employee like that but it's always a random person and you're always trying to like schedule them for next week yeah horrible just have an horrible. au pair be done with it are they gonna live yep. with you what's your what's your au pair plan They're, that's the whole deal they're the gonna full live on with au us pair. full okay. on au pair full right. on 25 year old from germany germany yep wow. one year so the de- one year so the deal mm-hmm. with the au pair is again through an agency um and the au pair is traditionally someone from a different country. So we interviewed people. We interviewed. We actually um, wanted the first one that we interviewed was from Brazil. And we tried to get her and she said no. <laughs> she, turned, oh, no. she didn't match with us. And I don't know okay. if it was the twins or the Texas mm. thing, but she said no. Um, okay. So we matched with this German woman who's, I think, 24 or 25. And... Mm. So she's going to arrive October like 15th or something. And so the deal with the au pair, it's really, really interesting. Um, you give them room and board. So like they they live in your house. You you feed them. You provide them uh, access to a vehicle or a vehicle. You put them on your car insurance. So it's basically like your, you know, your niece or your Right. Sister that's 10 years younger comes and lives with you and you're basically providing for them as well. Yep. Um, and her scope of responsibilities is the older twins only. So she's not like 
She's not a, a newborn caretaker. Um, right. And that's kind of like in her contract. Yep. And it's like either through the State Department or I think it's through the State Department. And so part of their part of their stipulation is they have to do like six hours of schooling here. So it's like an exchange mm. program, but right. with a little bit different spin on it. So we provide them place to live, house, food, car, you know, probably cell phone and then a stipend, which is vanishingly small considering the amount of work they're doing. And then we get 45 hours a week work um, from them, which is a huge amount of work. Yeah. That's a, that's like a good chunk every day. You could be like prepping dinner and all that stuff like to not have to worry about, the the two of the kids anyway yeah. while you're doing all like, that hey stuff. we're gonna yeah. we're gonna manage these two six week old children if you could take the three year olds to school please right like, yeah that's oh. that's Someone a big drive deal people around yes. man this is a whole other thing i should have had an au pair the last like 15 years like i'm yes. telling you like the driving around it's just never ending and yeah you're getting into that zone now with like they're two and a half or three right yeah. so like um yeah they start to have places to go and stuff to do and like just having another person who can drive that in and of itself is a humongous uh advantage yeah so we are uh we're gonna go broke you know employing household employees (laughs) but we're gonna survive (laughs) so screencasting.com please go buy a bunch of copies yeah (laughs) yeah you know at least you got you got that something to do with that money you got some new money found money here Yep. You got a good plan for it. It's going to make your life so much easier and better. You're going to accomplish so much more over the next year. Like if you just had to hunker down with these four kids, like there would be yeah. nothing going on. Like you'd be doing your day job. That would be absolutely it. And barely, barely yeah. be doing that. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. So and like, if you think about it, there's, there's no way, like there's no way for my wife, you know, if I'm working during the day, which I am, there's no way for her to get, four children of that of those ages anywhere she just can't you just can't do that as a single individual to get two let's say two one month olds and two two and a half year olds into a car and buckled in and then you get to the grocery store and do what (laughs) like what are you gonna do when you get there so it's just unfortunately completely untenable to have one adult manage four children of that age and so you know what we're we're going to burn down the reserves for a little bit. Yeah, that's what it's there for. You know, what are you going to do? You got to What, what am I going to do? Buy a lake house? Give me a break. Yeah, no, you can't. I mean, listen, that's what the money's for. Um, yeah. And yeah, I mean, I think the other thing to me is always, which we, you know, between my wife's somewhat personality and just like chaos in our house, we didn't even do enough of this, but just getting breaks for your wife too. Like, yeah. you know, if you have like some help, then you can take the twins here and there and whatever. and like. Um, you know, just give her a little mental break because uh, it's a lot dealing with it's a lot these little individuals twenty four seven ish. So uh, it's a whole lot. Yeah, even they, you they, get to go to work or whatever, away, like you they? get that break. Yeah, <laughs> they do not go away. No, they need stuff all the time. But uh, that's always the thing with the babies. The night nurse is such a good idea for those first couple of weeks too, because you know the baby they change so much. Like, I mean, by three weeks, it's like a totally different thing. Yes. Like, it's like doubled in size and. It's it's really remarkable because I just love it, when they first it come has out. Doubled in size. It, yeah, you know. It. <laughs> when they first they gain, come out, they gain so humanity at some yeah. point, but yes, not in the get first way three more weeks. Human. No, the first two weeks they're like not even human almost, but then like they get human after that. Yeah. And 
But those first two weeks when they're not even human, oh, I just love that phase. And you never remember it because you're no. exhausted and dead the no. whole time. So like you get night nurse, maybe you remember a little piece of it, which would be great. And then, yeah, then they're human. By the time you get to a month old, they're like, they're tough and they're big. Yeah, like, they're walking around. They get yeah, jobs at walking, that point. But yeah. they're, they're hardy. <laughs> this is one of the top things people don't understand is that like a baby from like beyond like the very first couple days is like super tough. Like this is, I didn't really understand this in the beginning, but they're actually very tough. Like they, they can take a what's lot. Your source, you what's your sourcing on this? I'll tell you, I'm my own sourcing. I made my own study. <laughs> The first one, we were so scared about everything. We were like, oh, see, you've only really had kind of a first one experience. But I'm telling That's you, true. this is going to be the second round is very, very different. Because you know, I'm telling you, instinctively, you're going to realize that they're tougher than you think. Yeah. And then, like, you're going to be like, oh, they're tough. And that changes a lot because, like, you can leave them somewhere for a second. Like, they get they're a little gonna, something. They're going to bonk their heads. They're going to eat off the bleed- floor. Yeah, we don't care. Stuff. They're bleeding. They're eating yeah. things. And then they're fine. <laughs> and you're like, oh, man, they're tough. That's right. Yeah. It's fine. So the the twin, you know, the the older ones are gonna be like pulling on their hair or like yes, riding cars sure. on their head and stuff like that, and you'd be like, ah, don't do that, but it's it's actually not but it's, fine. But it's They'll, fine, okay. yeah. yeah. Don't do that, so. but if you do, keep quiet. I'm trying to I'm trying <laughs> to rest here. Keep entertaining. <laughs> yeah. Keep keep pushing that toy train on on her head. That's fine. Yeah. Just like don't wake me up. Um, oh man yeah the second round is better though because you do you have to lay the land plus you got the helpers yeah. like it's it's very different than the first round the first round's completely overwhelming but the second yes. round at least you're not overwhelmed by what to do um you know you are overwhelmed by then like there is other ones who need things from you which is yeah. unfortunate but uh but yeah you at least know what's going on so that's a huge advantage and then you have the helpers so yeah you're gonna be you're gonna be all right i think We'll see. Stay tuned. Stay tuned to Mostly Technical Pod to find out. (laughs) Yeah, this is now like days of our lives out here. We got all kinds of stuff going on. Yeah, seriously. Well, you wanna you wanna move away from Week of Error in Part Two? I know Week of Error in Part Two. That's all right. I guess we can cover some some real stuff here. What else we want? We want to do. I guess we cover this Laracon EU stuff. Let's do it. So Laracon EU pricing. So give me give me your thoughts. I have many. Yeah. So I mean quick rundown for people i wasn't even aware but apparently people were kind of freaking out about the laracon eu pricing that was super expensive um and then i think it's 750 750 euros is what the pricing is and it's 650 euros if you opt into the selection that like you're just paying your own way and a company is not paying for you so cool um i mean my Two second analysis is i don't think it's expensive at all i think to run a conference in amsterdam just costs a lot of money. Um, I know Taylor's never made any money on the conferences. Um, and most business oriented conferences, I mean, you can't even find one for less than like $1,200 or more. Yeah. And most of them are 1700. Um, so yeah, I think that that's kind of my take on it. And then, you know, we have Laracon online, right. Which is way more affordable. Um, we have, you know, there's all sorts of other things in the Laravel ecosystem going on too. So I mean, I, I, I mean, listen, people don't like to spend money on things. I get it. And for some people, it certainly will be too much money. But uh, I think in general, it seems pretty reasonable. And don't forget, it's a write-off, people. You're writing it off. If you go it's to Laracon, a write-off, it's baby. a write-off. Don't pay that out of your pocket. That yep. is a write-off. That your so there's business, what, 30, your business, 40, 40% even if it's just you. there? Yeah. Yes, even if it's just you. 
So, so TLDR is Ian is unmoved by the outrage. That's what I hear. <laughs> unmoved. Ian is very, unmoved. Very unmoved. All right. Uh, so here's here's take? my take. Are you moved? I am. Um, I am unmoved, but I think there are some there are some meta principles here. So the seven fifty euros. So first first concept is I don't know what a euro is, so I don't really know if this is expensive. It's close or to not, one to one. Right? It's close to one to one. Yeah, but people are saying like, oh, we don't make any money in Europe. Mm. I'm like, oh, yeah, are nice, I can't so. I can't speak to that. I don't live, <laughs> I don't I don't live in Europe. I don't know anything about right. Europe. I know kind of where it is. It's that direction. But so we gotta get you over the, there. Here, here's the thing, like, I think many multiple things can be true at once without making the other things false. So let's see what all can be true. 750 euros can be a lot of money to attend a conference if you are an individual. That's fine. I feel like that can be true. Mm-hmm. 750 euros can be the amounts that they need to charge for tickets to break even, not even to make money. Like Taylor said, right. he doesn't make money on this. I think. That can be that can be totally true. Um, I think like seven hundred and fifty euros is a can be a cheap price to pay for what you get out of Laracon. Like I still right. think that that is true. Yeah. Like right. I think I think the value in my getting. in my opinion, it is worth it to pay a lot of money to go to Laracon just to be around the community, the people, meet friends, make connections, network, the whole deal. Yep. So I think the I think what happened was so let's say that all of those things are true. It's expensive. It's as cheap as it can be and it's worth it. Like if all of those things yep. are true, I feel like everyone took a single side of that and started arguing as if the other sides were not true. Right. So people took the side of like it's really expensive. And everybody else was like, no, it's totally worth it. And then other people were like, this is what conferences cost. And I'm I'm watching the whole thing and I'm like You're all right. Right. Like everyone is right. Everyone is right. And you're arguing around each other as if the other side doesn't exist. And as if like optimism, I mean, it's what what are these people thinking? Like, so I don't know. I feel, I feel, I see a lot of arguing online um, as everyone does. And I just think like, yeah, what, what do you think the other side, like, what do you think the other side of your argument is? Um, and I think the hard part is people, people think that they are owed something out of Laracon or the Laravel community. Like mm-hmm. they're owed the conference being $300 or $350 instead of, instead of 750. And I think the hard part is for those people to realize like they don't, they don't get to say how much the conference is. The conference is going to be what it is, and then you can decide to go or not. And I feel like some people feel disenfranchised by that, which I get. Like, that's that's too bad if you look at that and think that doesn't make sense for my business. And you wanted to go, and now you you can't. Like, that's frustrating. But I think, I don't know, guys. Like, this is the reality. Yeah, I mean, you can't expect people to run an event and not break even right so i think that's like kind of a starting point um there are things that can be done to make it less expensive potentially but then if you have it in like a a secondary city then it's really hard for people to get to so now like you're spending more money ancillary costs go up you're right all those kind of things Uh, maybe they don't even have a facility so now you have a smaller event in general um so there are downsides to doing things like that 
Um, and also, you know, this is once a year. I mean, there's, there is U.S. So even if you count U.S., it's twice a year. You're talking about 1,400 tickets for the multi-million members of the Laravel community. Right. Um, to, to be an official live event. And so, yep. and, uh, and India too, I guess. So, but you know, and, and, and you, all right, there's a few of them around, yeah. but you know what I'm saying? There's like 2,000 or 3,000 total tickets in the world every year for uh, in-person official Laracons. And so, I mean, the reality is like, I think they could charge $2,500 a ticket. And I think yeah. it would sell out um, and Taylor would make money. So I think it already is kind of, a lot given back to the community there of saying, listen, I'm going to run this to break even, you know, this is also, I mean, this is another huge difference. I mean, Taylor runs this, like you have yes. the guy in charge of the framework running the conference and, you know, I've run conferences and I can tell you it's a ton of work. It takes up a bunch of your time. It takes up, it like ruins a bunch of your other time because it's like now intermingled. You're doing these yeah. calls and dealing with a sponsor. And like, so now you're off track on the thing you were trying to do and you know, you're just disrupted. So it's an incredible amount of time that goes into it um, and sacrifice on, you know, Laravel commercial products and everything in the framework itself even. So um, I think there are a lot of sacrifices to then break even seems reasonable. Um, and then the trade-offs to like try to do it less expensive than that are pretty significant. Um, yeah. Have you ever been to a less expensive conference? Most of them are depressing. <laughs> right. Most of well, them are done in the Hilton too. ballroom and At it's the depressing. Yes. There's nothing worse than an airport hotel conference. It's literally Terrible. the worst thing in the world. Yes. Um, and yeah, like you said, I mean, there. if you don't want to go right then i think you know most of the time there's videos i don't know if i assume he's planning to do videos again so you can get like the yeah. raw content right um so you're not really missing anything there but what you're missing of course is the networking and people yes. then poo poo that kind of and say well that's not worth money but i just i couldn't possibly disagree more <laughs> um i yeah, think I it's in either. incredibly yeah. worth an it's worth 10 times what you pay for the yeah. ticket um if, if you, you do it right do it yes. right yeah if you yeah. go there with the right mindset of like i'm gonna meet people i'm gonna go out to dinner with people i'm gonna insert myself in the conversation yep. i'm gonna make I'm gonna friends make yep. friends here i mean we're doing this podcast because of laricon like yes. we hooked we I mean, across each other from each other that, at the hot chicken place but, yeah <laughs> That's and right. we talk more and it's like, hey, that might be a guy to do something with. And so you never know what comes out of it. Um, yep. I'm, I, this is a story I've told before, but um, not on this podcast, I don't think, uh, where I went to a conference. Oh, it was like a expression engine conference or something. I mean, like, wow. who even knows? 14 years ago or something. Old right? man and river expression yeah, engine. Way, wow. way long time ago. And I didn't even use expression engine, but I just went to network with people because I actually knew yep, some people there. there and I was like, I'm just going to go and hang out. So I went and hung out. And I paid for this big pizza dinner for everybody. And it was like $300. And people, like I got like two customers out of that. And on top of that, people talked about this forever. People tweeted about it. People mentioned it. People told their friends. I can't believe this guy bought us dinner. Like, oh yeah, pizza guy. Like, Expression right, yeah. engine pizza guy. <laughs> There's just stuff you can do like that. And then people remember those things. That's only going to happen in real life. Like you're not going to do that. Even yep. like Laracon Online, we try to like have viewing parties and things, but it's still, you know, ultimately oh, like, yeah, it's, yeah, it's not it's the same. It's totally, as totally different. Together. So, yeah, I think that if you make, make the most of that, um, yeah, and do stuff like that. One, another conference, I bought hot cookies for everybody at like midnight. Everybody was hanging out in the hotel lobby and I just ordered up hot, and this was like when hot cookies were kind of a new thing. I know they're like everywhere now, but maybe like eight or 10 years ago, people freaked out and they loved it. It's like you can just, make the most of these conferences by doing little stuff like that. That's, yes. 
And, you know, that's even well, I, better I remember money, but you don't at have to this that. year's Laracon, I was down in the hotel. We were staying at the same the same hotel and I was down in the lobby and I got a drink and I went to pay and Dave looked over and was like, oh, no, 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 it's on. It's on Userscape. And I was like, oh, <laughs> cool. You remember that's that awesome. drink. Yeah. Yes. Little things like, like what, that. What a power move. Good, good job. <laughs> Yeah. Everybody's on board at Userscape. Nobody, that, nobody buys drinks around us. That's, that's great. That's the rule. Yeah. But, so I think, I think the, I think the outrage is um, a little bit overdone and a little bit silly. I understand the frustration of feeling like I wanted to go to this and now it's seven hundred fifty euros and I can't go. Like, yeah. that sucks. Totally yep. get it. Um, I think, you know, raging against the machine and telling everyone that it should be cheaper is a little bit like should it like laravel have you ever been to a laracon they don't suck it's gonna cost what it it costs yeah and two years ago or three years ago whatever i looked it up and it was um it was 650 euros so and there's been incredible inflation between 2020 or whatever year i looked up and uh you know and now so i mean yeah i mean i think it's the kind of thing where maybe you people weren't expecting it. I wonder if there's like been, but maybe there's a bit of a different crew involved now. And like, they haven't been to the Laracon EUs before. And so they were, you know, it's a little bit, uh, they weren't expecting that. And so perhaps it's the kind of thing where like now for next time, you know, and you can plan for it and be like, yeah, I'm going to budget. So I have, you know, 800 euros or whatever it's going to be next time. And I'm ready to, to go and yeah. And write it off. And I I assume you can write things off in Europe. Who knows in Europe? Yeah. Yeah. I have no idea. Write things off. Um, and it's, you know, that is, it's only, it's only costing you whatever, 60%. So, and taxes are higher in Europe. So it's only costing you 50% in Europe. Yeah, so there exactly. You go. Come, come, come to us for all your uh, European <laughs> accounting advice. <laughs> yes. Something we definitely know about. Uh, we have one year professional accounting experience between us. and uh, <laughs> In a different four country. Years, uh, four years of, well, eight years of college of, in eight accounting. Eight years of college. Nine. I did a, a fifth year. So yeah, nine years okay. of college. One yeah. year of firm work in a country that is based on the country that we're talking about. So, yeah. <laughs> we yeah, we came oh, from we your might, country a long time ago. We might need to change the name of this podcast. But my, my, <laughs> my, my father's from 1948. He immigrated. So there we go. There I'm, you go. I'm from Europe. Well, first generation, baby. So we're now mostly European accounting advice pod. There you go. <laughs> yeah, it's perfect. There we go. We got to change the name of the pod. Do you want to revisit uh, Spigford Corner and talk about right. laser tweets for a second? Let's do it. So we talked about Josh's lawn care AI business thing last week. Yeah. And uh, somebody said, forget who it was. I think it was Daniel Colborn said he loves mostly technical pod. And I said, I got to get that on a laser tweet. And you're like, I've got laser <laughs> tweets. So I've got one. I've got la- I got one laser tweet up here. Ooh, and this, there, is, okay. um, this is when GitHub tweeted my article about. Uh, publishing your work and oh, so i got that awesome. one done on a laser tweet yeah and which ones what do you have on laser tweets all right we're gonna this is gonna be special so i got okay. one i took it down so i have it i'm gonna show i got this one's one of my favorites oh it's huge oh is it backwards it's backwards I guess. no it's good for me it's good for you okay okay the programmer's we credo we do these yeah. things not because they are easy but because we thought they were going to be easy oh, I mean, love it just it's so perfect to me so and perfect then, now before we had even talked about this Okay. Okay. Got a guy had one on order. You had one so on the way? We are going to unbox. I wow. didn't open it because I was like, you know what? 
Let's save a it. A live for the un- podcast. unboxing on audio. This is we crazy. Unboxing. You gotta watch us on YouTube. And then you Oh get yeah, to that's right. This is ASMR. Alright, All right, let's see. This is my oh, this is the tweet. one. This is the this Tony. Is the Fid- okay, here we go. Every product should have a story, a narrative that explains why it needs to exist and how it will solve your customers' problems. Tony Fidel, August twenty seventh, twenty twenty three. This is this go. is not even a month out of the oven here. This Look tweet. At that. It looks a little and it's already yeah, it's an instant classic for Ian. Instant so tell me, classic. Tell me what is what is the obsession with this tweet? I know we. This was been on our list to talk about too. I so I was like, it's perfect. Um. Well, first of all, laser tweets, just an yes. amazing service. Like there's some tweets just need to be made physical. And now I think I'm not wrong about this. I think this is the, uh, Shipford also started laser tweets, you know? He did. Yeah. 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 That's why so, Shipford Corner. Yeah. yeah. So, I think he might've, I mean, he might've sold it off. It. Yeah. I think he sold it. I think he sold yeah. it. So, um, man, the, the coating shawl. I mean, I got this coating shawl here. Yeah. It looks yeah, great. It's a little hot. It's a little hot. I walked by, I walked by Banana Republic this weekend and Ooh. thought, should I get a coating shawl? You gotta but, get yeah. a coating shawl. It's not, it doesn't get cold enough in Texas. Maybe that's the problem when it's like yeah, a couple, negative couple 10 weeks here, out of here. Yeah. It's like, you just want to be cozied up when you're coating. But, um, all right. So I love this tweet. I was like, this tweet should be, it needs to be on the wall. I need to think about this tweet. I need to, uh, just in bed in my brain okay because i think um oh man it's like just encapsulates so much of what i think about products these days especially for like bootstrappers and small companies and uh it's especially for coders like it's just so easy to get to the coding and that's the fun part and then to not Mm -hmm. really think about the product and why it even needs to exist and then extrapolating from that like how you're going to bake that whole narrative into mm-hmm. the product itself. Like how does the narrative become part of the product? And so interesting. that's the part where I think hit, hit me with the first part of that. of that tweet again, read that back to me. Yeah. So every product should have a story, a narrative that explains why it needs to exist and how it will solve your customer's problems. So every product should have a narrative that explains why it needs to exist. Okay. Okay. So that's like, so to me, I took it to that next level of like, yeah, so you should have this narrative. Um, and this is something I've never been that good at either. Like in the very beginning of HelpSpot, I had it. And then I feel like I've kind of lost it along the way a little bit as, as mm. the market, like the market changes, like things sure. change, the market change, the world changes. Right. And then like your original narrative is maybe not as, it's not as useful as um, today as it was 18 years ago, for example, like, 18 years ago, like a oh, help desk software in your browser was like a very interesting narrative because that wasn't a thing that really doesn't existed. Hit quite as hard <laughs> it anymore, does it? <laughs> that that doesn't. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't hit quite as hard. I think people got that. They know yeah. what's up with the browser-based sure, apps. Sure, sure, guy. So, right. So, uh, so you know, how do you? So I've been thinking a lot about this stuff in general, especially in terms of help spot, but also even in other things we do. And it's like, all right, like, what's the narrative? Like, you have to have the narrative. And then how does that seep into the product at a super deep level? Like, the features in the product, the pricing of the product, Mm. the go-to-market of the product, like, the narrative and those things all have to work together. And so um, I just think that's something that I know I definitely overlook a lot um, because I'm like, oh, cool feature. Like, that'll be fun. And, like, people will find that useful. But, like, maybe that's not the right feature because it doesn't actually go with the narrative of what the story Mm -hmm. you're trying to tell about the product. Right. And so, 
And I think that stuff's even more true now because, you know, I think the world's changing again. Like SEO, how long is SEO going to last? I don't know. Like, does, do these sort of chat models take over? They'll right. have their own sort of version of SEO, but it'll be different. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you spread the word about things? Advertising is very expensive if you're a small company or bootstrapping because mm-hmm. there's a lot of competition and most online spaces and products at this point. So how do you differentiate and um, how do you afford to go to market? So I feel like having that, all that stuff being baked in gets to like what we were talking about earlier with like more word of mouth and those type of things. If you can get that alignment of the story and the narrative with the product and the pricing and all those things going together, then it makes it much easier for people to tell that story on your behalf and to get that word of mouth, which is always the best way. Cause word of mouth is just the best way to sell any product. Um, I think because it's just so powerful when somebody asks somebody else, Hey, what do you use for this? And then you tell them I use this and it's great. Like yep. that is a sale, like 75% of the time. Yep. Um, you know, even better than a search. So, so how does, how does a point of like having your, your product have a point of view? Is that the same as narrative? Cause I feel like one of, one of the things that I, especially on the second recording leaned into of screencasting was like, I have a point of view. I'm not going to tell you all the ways you can do it. I'm going to tell you the ways that I think you should do it. And we talked about this a little bit last episode. Is that the same as narrative or does that help you develop a narrative? I think it helps you develop a narrative. Right. But I don't think it's quite the same. I think it's, yeah, I think you need that. Like, I think the product has to have some type of, point of view that's powerful i think or at least that i think helps like maybe that's not true of all products but i think that's certainly helpful to have a, a point of view on it because then that feeds into presumably like the story around the mm-hmm. product and why people should buy it what it's helping them accomplish <clears throat> like in your case right like that having a powerful point of view lets you get to producing a video faster because you're going to tell them a, a strong right way to do it right that they can riff off of but uh, presumably it's helping get them get to where they want to go faster. And so um, now how do you then yeah. bring that up and out of those are in the videos after you buy. So right. how do you. So then the, the narrative or out? like the headline is create high quality screencasts efficiently. That right, feels like, like that, that feels like the narrative. Right, right. Exactly. And yeah, I think that is the narrative. Right. And then when they get in there, the product lines up with that narrative because it's like, Mm -hmm. okay, like obviously you're showing them how to do things at a quality level, but then also since you're giving them these guidelines, they're getting through it uh, faster and producing what they want to produce quicker. So I think that makes sense. Um, I like that. Yeah. So, but that's the thing. It's like, I really think it through from somebody's first experience all the way through down to their you know, a long time user of the product. And, uh, and then, you know, having that narrative makes it easier for other people to tell the narrative. I mean, that's the other thing. That is very true. Yeah. That like is if you have point. a narrative you're presenting for people to, you know, like they, other people can absorb and then they can express that narrative for you. Obviously then that gets into like, is your narrative tight and something somebody can easily right. remember and can easily express and all those things. And, you know, so I don't know. I mean, this is all new stuff to me in terms of like really thinking about this deeply. And I'm definitely not an expert here, but um, these are all the things I've been thinking about. And I've actually been thinking about them all kind of independently, uh, so to speak. And then this tweet to me was just like, oh, yes, like this is 
a single sentence that encapsulates a whole bunch of different ideas about how you build and market and sell a product in this one tweet. And so that was kind of my, uh, yeah, obsession with it over the past month was like, just, yeah, I love when you find stuff like that. I was like, oh, yeah. it just brings it all together for mm -hmm. you, you know? Well, I'm finally, I, I'm glad we finally got the rundown on it because it's been, you know, it's been on our list yeah. of to talk about. And I didn't know it dovetailed with, with laser <laughs> tweets so nicely. Yeah. yeah. Who, who needs writers? We got this thing on lock. <laughs> we, got, we got it all down. This is perfect. Oh, boy. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, good job. Good job, Spigford, on starting laser tweets. I don't know yes. who owns it now, but glad it's not. still up and running. Yeah. Bigfoot Corner. He, he's doing. He's on new stuff. I just saw you know, Twitter today. He was building something new. I'm like, this guy. He's everywhere. He. Um. So the guy. I think his name is. Uh. I think his name is Hassan. Right. That's right. Yep. Hassan Zahirinia, um, who did some of the. Who did Tobias's landing page? Who did an animation oh, for mm -hmm. Screencasting.com? Filament guy. Um. He just did an animation for Josh for his detangle oh. AI thing. Um. So he just did an, another little motion thing for one of Josh's animation. landing pages. So it's all yeah. it's all coming it's all coming together. Everything's coming together. All yep. the circles are. That's connected. right. The internet is a small place. <laughs> I have never had anything animated. I need a, an animated logo. This is part of my narrative. I need for my, uh, you know, when we get to that point of. Stuff well, we're got, working on I've with got just the guy, just the guy for you. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> He's great. Yeah, he does great motion stuff. That's so cool. That stuff blows my mind. Every time I go into anything designy like that, I'm like, how you do this stuff is just, oh, I, man. I, I can't wrap my mind around it. I nope. can't do it. Nope. Nope. Well, where do you, where do you want to go next? Do you want to go to, you want to go to down migrations? We can. It's up to you. Should we go back to Laravel for a bit? Yeah, let's go back to Laravel for a bit. You, uh, you ignited the Twitter sphere talking about down migrations, no, saying they're more so likely to get you fired <laughs> than to fix the thing you were trying to fix. So I, yeah, I don't know. defend People, yourself. I've been causing, maybe am I now the outrage marketing that we I don't were know. really against? The I was, DHH of Laravel. You I might guess, be. Maybe. I don't know. But uh, I don't know. Down migration. I feel like it's so obvious. You don't want a down migration. Um, down migration, very bad. And people have like, you know, whatever. There's there's reasons to have them. I'm not saying there's literally never a reason to have a down migration. I'm sure there's use so, cases. So for where context, can, for but, the few the few mm, non-Laravel listeners, right, our migration classes come with an up and a down. And yes. the up does it forwards, and there's a way to undo a migration, and that runs the down method. So that's right. what we're calling it the down. Um, yep. And so in the class, when you do migration create, it's like, here's your up method, add the column. Here's the down method, presumably drop the column. Ian, Ian is saying down will get you fired. Right. <laughs> I feel like it's more, it's more likely to get you fired than to fix whatever you were trying to do when you decide to run migrate rollback, which runs the down method. So mm -hmm. because it's just so there's a couple things in there, too. There's like. You roll, I mean, so like the, you roll something out and you instantly know it's bad for whatever reason. And you, okay, you can roll back in theory, but I mean, first of all, just even that, the simplest scenario of its use case of a production use case, I feel like is not even real. Like there's code in there. You're going to have to roll back that code too, obviously. Yep. Um, maybe somebody inserted something in there and stuff. There's errors when you go to roll back, or even if you do, you've not lost this data. There's just, even in that simple case, it's, it's you know, there's, there's problems. Um, and then there's just other things like you can tell it to roll back farther. Like 
Yeah. So now those down migrations are just there forever. And somebody fat fingers a three next to the migration rollback or something. And now you're like rolling yep. down, you know, you three migrations yeah. and you dropped a bunch of tables. So some new person is there and has isn't as experienced and does it by accident. Like there's just a million ways this can go wrong. And I feel like the upside of someday I may yes. have the perfect use case to roll this back when the alternative is. I just go into the database and drop the column with like literally three words. Um, there's like not saving me a bunch there and the downside is tremendous. So I just feel like you should always, you should always get rid of that down migration uh, method to me. This is, this is not going to be uh, too long of a conversation. Cause I agree <laughs> forward go. only, no down, forward never only. backwards, you, forward only. The, if you make ships. a mistake, if you make a mistake, you make a new migration and you fix it forward That's, only. Because oh, here's here's the problem is you I feel like you roll it back and then suddenly you, you're in this weird state where you have unapplied migrations and the the rollback is hardly ever as clean as you think it is. Right. Right. So what happens is you end up partially undoing because you write it by hand. It's not right. like. It's not like there's a programmatic reversal of the thing in the up. You write the right. up and then you write the down. And I feel like it's never as clean as you want it to be. Or like the down migration gets half applied. Like you try to roll it back and like an error happens and half of your <laughs> down migration right. is applied. And then then what's your state? Yep. And so then suddenly you're like, I actually don't know with regards to my migrations, what state my database is in. And so now you're left trying to like untangle an up migration and half of a down migration on production. It's like, no, dude, forward only. Or Plow the through. Yes. Like just make a, a new know. migration and keep going. Also, yep. also you're going to be log. You're going to be SSHing into your production server to run a down migration. No freaking way. Right. <laughs> no way. You put, right. you put the migration in your deploy script and you just, it only ever goes up right. and you do no not errors. you do not log in to play with migrations in production. No freaking way. So yeah, just I'm, I'm with you. Somebody forgets that. I mean, I don't know. There's probably varied opinions on this too, but I if I have a migration or an update of any type that requires editing the something with the existing data. Like right. I need to adjust the data in another column. Like I put those in the migrations because I yes. feel like that's where that should go. Yes. Um, maybe other people want to have a command that's specially built for it, whatever. I feel like those should go in migrations. So now that's a very complicated thing to roll back. And you've, if you have this thing yeah, where, well, totally. sometimes we just roll things back. Well, maybe this one had something else besides just adding a column. It had this other data. So, okay. Yes. In the down, you put the thing to try to undo that, but you know, that is just a whole yeah, nightmare wait, scenario right there. Wait, you so do? Like, You're trying to unmanipulate the data. You manipulate right? it in you the up. That's like, what are you very gonna, difficult. There's no freaking way. So I just feel like there's a lot of stuff there. So there we go. We're on the same page. The, the official yes. database guy of Laravel has given his blessing to me on this strategy. We're up Forward only. only. That's right. There we go. All right. I like it. Um, yeah, I think that's that's the default case. And if you have a special weird case that's different, fine, whatever. But I think, uh, yeah. It, don't it's don't come to crying to us when it when it breaks <laughs> in production. If you're, trying your to run, yeah, if you're trying to run down migrations, <laughs> I told you so. All right. Done. All right, so we have one last item. We have a light item. Yeah, so I want to finish on this. I need I need to get your thoughts on this. Yeah, um, this is a big one. This is a big one. So you send a funny message to a friend, right? Yeah. 
pretty, pretty good. Like it's pretty funny. And you get hit back with aha, just H A, <laughs> right? Just H A. Yep. Okay, that, that what? How do we read into that? Then you, potentially you get hit back with a ha ha. It's like okay, that's that's different. Then we get the three ha's, ha ha ha. Yep. Are we reaching? And God forbid you get fours. At that point, we're reaching some <laughs> sort of like ha inflation. I know it's it's inflation season, but four ha's sure. feels like a lot. It's a lot. Or or you get the tap back. I message tap back, uh, tap back, ha ha, little little note. Sure. Like, what, what? Don't don't even. I don't even want to hear it if you just are gonna tap back. So, like, what? We are what like are we, the same person here. Okay. Yes. Thank you. All right. So, <laughs> tell me, back. what is the tap back? What am I, I? I put all this effort into a little a little turn of phrase, and you're gonna hit me with a tap back? Tap back is just straight insulting. Right? It like, is. I feel like uh, tap back is literally insulting, especially on a funny tap back, one. Tap back is, I know that you meant this to be funny, and I'm going to acknowledge that you meant it as funny, but I don't yeah. find it funny. No, I'm okay with a tap back for a heart. A heart. Tap back heart. The, tap back heart. It's great. It's good. But a funny requires some typing. Now. It requires. I, I yes. will say I've been, uh, Taylor, when he worked at Userscape, and Eric, I think, too, had a little, they were never sure what to make, because I would sometimes use a short ha. Like a I short, just ha. short ha. Mm -hmm. uh, a short ha a is unsure. meaningful. It I means remember, something, but I think so, right? I mean, that's why I remember we would discuss this and they weren't sure about the short ha. But I think the short ha is like, yeah, it's ha. It's funny. Like I'm I'm with you. I do think a triple ha, like that's you're saying it's really funny. Um, and then LOL. I don't know what you I don't I'm not a big user mm -hmm. of the LOL. I don't know. I know it's obviously a thing, but So here's here's my take on the short ha. I think the short okay. ha is like, huh, like a little right. All right. Yeah. yeah good one. It's amusing. Yeah. It's amusing. That's amusing. That's yeah. amusing. Um, the three haws, you you better actually have made a physical noise on your side. Right. If you I read something and you this. give it a you give it a nostril right. snort or you like an actual <laughs> out loud laugh alone at yeah. your computer, that's three ha. That's yep. three ha worthy. Again, I think four ha is ha inflation, and I don't I, I think if you yeah, overuse three haws then you're stuck in a situation where to yeah. truly communicate that something is funny, you got to go four haws and you look like a crazy right. person. <laughs> it's just, there's no, That's there's like no, something went wrong with your keyboard yeah, or something. There's no, there? the ha ha stomp, like yeah. where you have to just do, 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 do. Like that is, that's too much. Too much. Um, the, the LOL is interesting because it, it's another, it's another, like, I acknowledge that this is, I acknowledge that this is supposed to be funny. I don't find it. I don't find it that amusing. So I'm just going to say lol. Like, right. huh? Even though well, it literally means laugh out loud. I, it so used I know. to, you know, know, it used to, but not anymore. There, laugh out loud. You know what? It, you know what means laugh out loud now? Three haws. Triple ha. I Triple agree. Yeah. Because you know there is. It, it's the level of effort required. Like you yes. are typing those extra keystrokes. That is that extra level of effort to indicate your amusement level with it. And I feel like that's very important. If you yes. the shorter is less and still appropriate sometimes, but. Agree. You know, you're indicating it on the proper scale there. Whereas if you really had me, yes, making a noise out loud in some manner, that's yes. triple ha. Triple ha. This is great. This is great. I love it. This is I great. Love it. Okay. Well, I'm glad I'm glad we solved that because I see I see some people using it in ways that I now know are objectively incorrect. I thought maybe like, oh, this is a personal opinion. But now that we've now that we have had this quorum, 
I know that we are correct and other people need to understand how to appropriately communicate. The tap back, if you ever message Ooh. me something that's funny and Bad. I tap back, it's a slap in the face. <laughs> exactly. I mean that as an insult now. I have so. to reevaluate our entire relationship at that point. Like, <laughs> well, I fortunately, we, we use Telegram, so there's no haha tap back. So that's there good. Isn't. Yeah, that has yeah. been taken off the table. Right. All right. So one other thing then that's kind of related to this that we should just solve right now too while we're you know, putting down our edicts on these things is, and this comes up now a lot for me, especially with my children. But what's your opinion on like completionism Mm -hmm. on like emails or, uh, or messages? Like, I feel like I can't just, I have to respond and complete the the thread in the obvious manner. Like if you tell me to be somewhere, I'm going to at least write back like, okay, see Mm. you there. Something like that. Um, interesting and I'm hit with this all the time because like my children do not write back to their messages ever like if you're like okay I'm going to pick you up before 30 just dead air like you don't get anything back and then you're like okay did you get this and they're like okay yep or whatever but you have to like make them respond to you otherwise they won't respond so I don't know what's your feelings there maybe I'm I'm old fashioned about it no well maybe we're both old fashioned but at least we're both correct objectively (laughs) I'm a a sounds good I'm a sounds good replier yeah Sure. I'll pick you up at four thirty. Sounds good. Yeah. That I I acknowledge that is my that is my I have received your message and I approve right. of it. Sounds good. There's you also the thumbs it. up tap back, which feels a little feels a little disper or disconnected and and uh, not yeah. very personal. But like uh, at least it gets the job done. It gets the job done. Yeah. Yeah. There's also. So I guess I'm a completionist. But what is the deal with people doing the tap back on every message and then responding? That's, no, you don't, that's, that's crazy behavior, right? No, that's crazy. That's people with too much free time. Like, that's yeah, they're people like, who don't thumbs up, kids, thumbs up, thumbs up, and then they respond. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's completionist. Definitely hit them with the sounds good, see you then, okay. Anything yep. anything like that works for me. Yeah, yeah. Just something, that acknowledgement that you received this message. And yes, and we have, have agreed to a plan. It. Yes, there is a plan yes. in place or whatever the case may be. Um, I feel like there, there has to be that communication. But I don't know. Wait till you get there. You're going to see the kids. Yeah. Maybe they'll change by the time your kids are teenagers with phones. But uh, they'll be in self-driving cars underground at that point. So (laughs) it may may matter less. Yeah, maybe so. Um, All right, man. Sounds good. Another good app in the bag. Let's uh, where can the people find us? Find us. They can find us on MostlyTechnical.com at MostlyTechPod on X. And uh, mostly technical podcast on Twitter. On Twitter, Twitter for life. All right. All right. right, Talk to you next week. Bye.